Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. I'm so excited about today's show because many of our guests that we've had on Aesthetic Insider Radio in the past have been physicians in the aesthetic industry. And today we have a patient with us. And not only is this lovely lady a patient of Dr. Kian Karimi, but she is also an actress in Hollywood. Whereas we all know, face equals fortune in Hollywood. And Mm -hmm. um, Molly Weber, who is with us on the show today, is going to tell us all about her interest in aesthetics, her experience with aesthetic procedures, and um, maybe give some tips to patients out there who are considering having a uh, procedure themselves. Molly, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. Thank you, Angela. It's good to be here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, Molly, before we kind of get going on you giving the mm-hmm. goods here on the right procedures to have and the best way mm-hmm. to keep your face looking fantastic, um, I'd love for you to just let our listeners know, you know, just a bit more about you and your um, career. Um, well, I started, goodness, I moved to Los Angeles 18 years ago, and I'm always sort of like underwhelmed with how much I've accomplished. But um, I started out as, well, first I went to New York, and I went to theater school in New York um, through Circle in the Square, which is affiliated with NYU. And then, you know, a girl can't make a living and live in New York immediately, you know, just doing, I was doing commercials at that point and getting some some off-Broadway stuff, but really supporting myself with commercials. And uh, and then I thought Los Angeles really kind of seems aff- more affordable than New York than Manhattan, and um, a lot more a lot more work. Um, so I moved to LA and I lived in a little apartment over in Hollywood, and I got my headshots done. I did a mail like these are the days you did mailings. Um, oh, yeah. You actually like had to put them <laughs> in the mail. So we were and, still doing that. <laughs> Right. It's well, I think it's now all electronic, but did my mailings, got my agent, you know, and I put my little resin my C V together and got my agent, started auditioning and all of my first stuff it was heavy on commercials just because I'm a redhead and um it's something like eighty percent of commercials have redheads and feature redheads. Although we're such a small percentage of the population. Yeah. So I work. I'm a redhead. Uh, maybe I should change careers. No. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe you should because yeah, there's there's just enormous amount of work for redheads in commercials. So I started that and um, and never had another job. Just only did that. I was pretty determined that that was all I wanted to do. And uh, then my first TV show. It was a show. It was ages ago with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Jennifer Garner. Before she was Jennifer Garner, she was just starting, and it was called Time of Your Life. And uh, it was on, it was right after Jennifer Love Hewitt had done Party of Five. It was called Time of Your Life with Jennifer Garner and Polly Purett. She's on NCIS now. Okay, okay. I don't know if you know who she is. And anyway, so that was like my first guest star I ever did. Yeah, Polly, I know her. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's kind of like the rad awesome. girl on NCIS. Uh-huh. She's pretty yeah. rad. And that was, so, the, that was my first gig. Wow, wow. Like, with, on TV, you know. 
Now, that's pretty, I mean, you say you're underwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I think that's pretty awesome that you did that. So tell me, though, from hmm. a kind of a, a visual perspective, how did it feel to actually see yourself on TV? Yeah, it was um, very uncomfortable. And I thought, aren't I prettier than that? That was a hard one. <laughs> I really thought, I'm so much prettier than that, aren't I? And also, hearing my voice was upsetting. So, um mm. I uh, I just stopped watching myself. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I just couldn't watch myself. And I know, like, yeah. most of my buddies who are working, like, really seriously, they don't watch themselves. It's too painful. It's kind of interesting you say that because um, I, I have heard that before, you know, and, and I know myself. I mean, none of us really ever want to see pictures of ourselves or listen to ourselves unless, of course, it's like a really good shot, <laughs> you know. But, right, yeah. You know, and then we want to share that with everybody. Um, but did it feel different kind of to see yourself on TV versus what you see in the mirror? Um, how how was that with mm. you? Well, you know, in the mirror you're in live time and you're controlling it you know, making your cute face or whatever, but like, and then also when you're when you're acting and you're in the middle of the scene and you're actually emotionally involved, faces are going to come out that aren't perhaps, you know, like it was a scene about I was concerned because there was this girl who had pneumonia and she didn't have the money to go to the doctors and like my, I remember some of my lines were like, but pneumonia is really serious. She needs to see a specialist. So like concern look on the face doesn't necessarily look that pretty and I was just like oh no I'm not I just I thought I was so much prettier yes and they did my hair you know in in a different style and colored you know and also since the show was Jennifer Love Hewitt's they made her look fantastic (laughs) that was the job (laughs) and I was sort of you know like fifth banana so, oh, geez. There were a couple shows that I did where I was like, I, I did peak, and I was sort of pleased with how I looked, but then I didn't want to hear my voice. Okay. Not, now, I know that you, you were on CSI as well, correct? And so did CSI. Did you like how you looked on CSI, or you didn't like yourself nope, there either? No, it was unpleasant. Oh. It was yeah. unpleasant. And I was actually doing, I was in this acting class back then, and it was such a great class. And Marg, right before CSI, Marg Helgenberger, who was on the show, she uh, she was in my acting class with me, which was kind of like she was great, you know, but she hadn't worked yeah. for a while. And she came in and she said, oh, I got this new Jerry Bruckheimer show. I don't think anything's going to happen with it. And then it was like she was on CSI and like it was probably two years later I got on it. And I was like, Marg, nothing was going to happen with this show. It was hilarious. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's great. And it is great when shows like that, you know, have obviously become so popular. You, you know, that they oh my God. You know, kind of go yeah. into it thinking, oh, this will be fun, and hopefully it works out, and then, you know, it takes off, and it's Hollywood success. Yeah, and it becomes your, you know, your like you get a career out of it as opposed to she thought it was going to go five episodes, six episodes, and that was going to be it. Yeah. She was yeah. convinced, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. You were wrong, my dear. <laughs> no, no, well, I'm glad she was because I know, you know, those are, I love all those shows and, you know, so I'm I'm glad that they're it was fun. a success. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. So let's talk yeah. about Hollywood and aesthetic surgery because, I mean, mm. I know you know and I don't know just how much of the general public really understands, but of course in Hollywood, you know, maintaining a youthful and healthy look is, is really an important asset to yes. kind of everybody in the industry, but of course those who are definitely in the public eye. 
Um, so, you know, can we talk a little bit about kind of the importance of this youthful look in Hollywood? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an obsession, you know. And um, I would say it's certainly taken to probably unhealthy levels of like, you know, it's like shame with aging or showing it on TV, but you want to look absolutely is the best version of yourself you can possibly look. So even character actresses now, like I've really noticed character actresses who, say on a scale of 1 to 10, would be a 5. They want to be now a 7 or 8, <laughs> you know? Yes, and like yes. the 7 or 8s want to be 9 or 10s, and like the higher up the scale you go, cosmetically, I know it's tougher to get like an 8 to a 9 than it is like a 5 to a seven to make those leaps but like it's just and it's men too it's across the board that staying young staying attractive for the camera and oh my goodness when they have the lights and it's in every nook and cranny you just want to be as perfect as you can be looking yeah yeah you know and even now with the you know the the high definition high def you know i mean oh goodness you see every Every freckle, every flaw, you know, every nothing pore. I mean, every pore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ooh. Um, so, so where do you from, think the balance is? You know, between you know looking natural and not overdone, um, which I would imagine is what everyone's striving for. But as we do see, not everybody gets that. You know, no, unfortunately, people who really look overdone. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you got to have um, keep like keep it in check, keep the like obsession in check, and also find a really good doctor who has a great aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. and that's probably the most important thing. And also keep friends around you who also say you're going too far. Because I have some friends who are so prone to going too far, and I'm like, you got to no no more procedures for a while, no more filler for a year. Like you got to stop. Um, and I even, when I went to Kean the first time, <laughs> I had had duck, licks, duck lips, you know, and he was like, oh, well, yeah, deflate those. He goes, they're too big. And I knew it, but something about me wanted bigger lips. And I knew yes. they were wrong and they looked fake. And I trusted him and I let him deflate my lips. Really? Which, no, yes, I did. And it wasn't wow. easy to let go of those lips. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he redid them. He re like and for like a week I walked around with no lips, and he and he redid them. And then now they're really perfectly proportioned, and they don't. You yeah. would never know I had filler in. And he's like, good work should not look like work. No, no. And I agree with that. Yeah. Well, let's let's just talk a little bit about you know with with Dr. Kian Karimi. Um, he was mm-hmm. obviously you know, based in Los Angeles as well, and mm-hmm. and this you know we, we talk a lot about filling the lips and plumping the lips, but actually yeah. reducing lip size is uh, quite interesting. And yeah. um, you know, like you said, I mean, it's like I'm sure every time you look in the mirror, it's like oh they could be a little bit bigger, oh they could be a little bit bigger, until somebody says you know what, no <laughs> darling, let's stop right here. <laughs> you know, let's, he ho- yeah, let's he dial really it back a little down. Bit, so. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Well, that's why I went to him also like a week ago because I was like, for Thanksgiving's coming up now, should they be bigger? And he did a little touch, <laughs> but, yeah. and he was like, Molly, that's it. And I was like, you don't think? And he was like, nope. 
you're good. And I looked in the mirror, and then once I put on lip gloss, I was like, you know what? They do look real, and they look beautiful and not done. Like, I could see it too. But, yeah, there's something about, like, wanting more, you know, because if, you know, slightly more is is really pretty, even more is going to be even better, you know. So you need a doctor who's going to help you with that. And he's yeah. and Kian is so great about it too. Like he has no judgment that my lips were too big initially. <laughs> he was just like, "Let's take them down," you know. Yeah. There was no shaming about you have duck lips. Um, it was just he's just has the best bedside manner, like of any plastic surgeon I've ever met, and I've been to a lot. Yeah, a let's, lot. Let, let's let's can we go there? I mean, can we talk? Sure, about, you know. Um, you know, because obviously, you know, you've had experience with all the procedures yeah. and all the physicians. And so, you know, again, I'd, I'd like to think that for, you know, listeners that, you know, if I, I would hope that some of your past procedures have been successful and perhaps mm-hmm. some have not, you know. And so from a patient perspective, you know, let's let's chat a little bit about, you know, what what, what you did have and, and, you know, kind of how that came about and, and then how yeah. do you have become a patient of Dr. Kian Karimi? Um, yeah, I wish I, I wish he had been here, but even that long ago, I don't think he was here. So, like, I had my first, I had my first nose job by one, and I won't say his name, one of the most prominent rhinoplasty surgeons in in Los Angeles. He does everyone's nose, and he's very well known. And so I thought you can't go wrong. Um, however, there is, you know, a slim percentage of the time that they, and the mistake that this doctor made on me, it was called an open roof deformity. He had published papers on it and I had this. And for about a year, he was seeing me and filling it with filler and then dissolving the filler with catalog and then refilling the open roof. And then it was too much. And then, so we went back and forth and then all these broken capillaries from the catalog then resulted and I was so disgusted. And his his bedside manner was appalling. He was he was just completely obnoxious. And I was like, life is too short for this. And you messed up my nose. So finally, I said, you know, I don't I don't want to come back here ever again. And this nose that you've given me is not right. So he had me sign a bunch of papers, gave me my money back. Um, I went to New York and had it revised, and now it's pretty good. It's hard to, like, revise an open roof deformity, as I've learned. Um, oh. And the guy well, in New York who did it. They do say the nose is one of the hardest parts yeah. of your body, to because it's, there's so many delicate areas, you know, and you can yeah. end up with all kinds of uh, problems. Um, yeah. You know, and it, I did. Not easy procedure, and you did, yeah, wow. Yeah, I did, and I went to the most well-known for noses. He's the most well-known by far for noses. Mm. And what a mistake and what a bad attitude he had. And after, like, I'm the one with the bad nose, he did it, and he had (laughs) an attitude with me. Right, like, no, like with cosmetic procedures, I am not looking to save money. Absolutely not. Um, So that was was super disappointing. that was just super unfortunate all around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it. Yeah, it's like you wouldn't know. Certainly, I had two nose jobs, 
And um, I think he fixed the open roof really pretty well. I was in yoga class, and I was, <laughs> I was doing a crow pose, and I did flop on my nose a couple years ago. And I can mm. feel some things moved around, but you can't see it. So, and I was like, I do not want to go through it again. I, I really no. just, I just want to keep, you know, I just want to keep going with what I've got. I don't want to do another one. Um, and then I had a lower blast, which actually I really was happy with how it turned out. Um and that, and then I needed to have, well, it, it was also cosmetic, but I needed to have um, a bilateral mastectomy due to, I have a check 2 mutation, and I had Angelina Jolie's surgical team do the removal and do mm-hmm. the reconstruction, and that was not a walk in the park. That was, no. really, that was really bad. Um, and I look great now. You would never know I had a mastectomy, but, um, oh, my goodness, uh, that was, that was a really that was a year of just oh my gosh tough um and then yeah, I, I found sweet dr karimi okay oh, okay <laughs> and then ta-da and then i found sweet dr <laughs> yes! and i had had filler by tons of different people and botox by tons of different people i had had filler under my eyes done a bunch of times and i always had to have it dissolve because it would grab like it would look great initially and then because of the nature of filler it would grab onto like water molecules and i would get super swollen and i would have to have it dissolved all the time mm. Interesting. and like a couple times you know i would get pricked because i'm i'm super pale and a redhead and when i get pricked it was like i would have a black eye for a month mm. which, you know, and then to have to have it dissolved. Oh, my gosh. So Well, you know, with with Dr. Karimi, yeah, fillers and and even the, um, you know, he uses, I know, the blunt tip cannula. um, Yeah, the the cannula. It's a whole new world. You know, and much less bruising to the patient. No bruising. Yeah, no bruising. If you ask somebody who bruises easily. uh, Yeah, there's no bruising. And the way he puts the filler underneath the eye where he fills it, because of the cannula, he goes so deep that I haven't had those problems about oh, it right. oh, then getting puffy. And I have no bruising because of the cannula. I do not know, like, th- that was the first time I had ever heard of the cannula. And, like, I'm super up on everything. And, oh, my gosh, that's like a game changer for filler. It's the it's the way to do it, and I can't believe that every doctor isn't doing it that way by that method, because it's like that's genius. It doesn't hurt the same. You don't get continually pricked, so you don't bruise, and it's not painful, and it's so deep. It looks more. It looks a lot more natural. Hmm, interesting. I mean, that's almost like a little Hollywood secret right there, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it's, uh... it sure. Well, I mean, they need to be trained in it, but it's a big new secret big 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 like that's huge i don't know one other doctor who's doing it so i'm sure they'll start catching on but yeah he is a you know dr creamy does train other physicians on different techniques and i know the blunted Mm -hmm. cannula for for fillers is one of his his training modules that he has um Mm -hmm. so i know there are other physicians trained um but obviously he's the best. Um, oh, my gosh, he sure is. Right? He's something. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. amazing with a needle. 
<laughs> like he really. is, yeah. and it doesn't hurt. I mean, there's no pain, which is also yeah. unbelievable. Like nothing, no pain yeah. whatsoever. Um, and then I had, I was so excited because I was thinking I was going to have to go to London or Singapore. My friend and I, we were so obsessed. We wanted the um, the uh, threads in our face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and, the new Because we had been reading about it. And we were like, it's in London. It's in Singapore. It's in like Korea. We <laughs> <laughs> so have to go get threads. Like, find and Waldo. Friend, find the threads. You know? I know. <laughs> we were so, we were so like, we need them. And uh, and then um, and then so finally my my really good friend who's on the doctors um, had done a segment on them and then told me oh my god he's doing the threads he did them on me so my my best best friend and I who she's a really big actress she's on a series now she's very famous um, she came with me and she's she's like almost ten years older than me and this is what is so amazing about Kian. This man's integrity is you cannot you cannot even question it for a moment because he said he looked at me and he was like Molly you're going to get a lot of great things out of threads and then he said to my friend who I won't say her name um he said it's not worth it on you you're not going to like you're it's not going to be enough bang for the buck you're at the place where you need a facelift and he could have charged her 7000 in all of these strings and put them whatever in all these threads and I brought another friend in also who wanted threads and he goes I just you're not gonna you're not gonna be pleased. Let's not do it. Mm, and he could have yeah. been that would have been like fourteen thousand dollars he could have made right there, and he passed it up because he knew the patient would not be satisfied. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, That's that really is integrity, my friend. Yeah, yeah. That is really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I know, and these women, both threat. of my friends were like, but I want them. It was like he had courage, he had integrity, and I was uh-huh. like, this man is a good. Good man. Yeah, yeah. Andy's talented, amazingly talented doctor, whose prices are super in line on top of everything else because it's yeah. been to everybody. It's good to hear that somebody can actually say no because I think in Hollywood yeah. especially, you know, I mean, we've, and I'm not going to go into all the things in Hollywood, but we've seen some, you know, a lot of things in Hollywood where doctors just have not been able to say no to a celebrity. And right. I know many many celebrities, it's like if they do say no, then they go elsewhere and end up with, you know, either a bad procedure. Yeah. Some have even resulted in death. Um, right. So it's really good to hear that not only does he say no, but these high-profile people are accepting mm-hmm. what he's saying, <laughs> you know. Yeah, she did, and now she's considering doing, like, a lower neck lift. He okay. was with him, actually, because she was like, he has so much integrity, and he has a great eye. He has a great eye for making it look. She had a bunch of filler, and you would never know. Hmm. Again, it just like is like slightly turning back the clock, but you wouldn't know what was done or if she no, had work yeah. necessarily. Like so, in her face, yeah, like the camera's up in her face. Um, yeah looking for signs of aging. <laughs> you know? Of course, uh, yeah, in high definition. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and she's on this show now, and she's acting opposite all these 20-year-olds, and she's like, and she was an ingenue. She's a beauty. She's beautiful. And um, it's hard. But i got to tell you, like getting Kian to work on her face, she's feeling a lot more confident. Oh, of course. But standing next to 20-year-olds is not easy yeah. on camera when you're over well, 50. 
No, it, it's not. And then, no. I mean, and then some of those twenty-year-olds are actually having Botox or some kind of oh yeah, you know, and filler and lips and, and fillers, yeah. you know. And yeah. so, you know, we're yep. not necessarily talking about you know just a natural twenty-year-old, but you know, no. delicately enhanced one. Totally true. Totally true. I hadn't even thought of that, but that's totally true. But still, it's like, you know, just standing next to a 20-year-old. Like, a 50-something, you just, I mean, you're just going to look older. And it's yeah. just, that's the way it is. But she does feel a lot more confident. Like, I know she does. She feels better, yeah, with the filler that he's done and with the stuff that he's done, just to sort of get her through the meantime until it's time to, for the face, you know, for the for the real big guns to come out. Yeah, and, yeah. uh and do the lift, which, you know, I think I'm probably five or six years away. So okay. in the meantime, I'll get my threads and be happy, <laughs> you know. That's right. That's right. And when and he so says... <clears throat> have you had the thread lift procedure or are you having yes. the thread? You have no, had I it? No, I had it done. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And how do you like I it? I had it done the first time I went in. I was like, put the threads in. And my bestie, who's the big celebrity, she was with me and watched. And she was like, oh, I want them. I want them. Because she saw my face be lifted instantly. And it's mm-hmm. super subtle again. And it didn't, like, there was no pain involved. And just, like, the slightest lift of, like, particularly, like, he did it lower, um, like, around the nasolabials and right around my jawline. And just the slightest lift. Yeah. And you could definitely, you could see it, you know. There was no doubt it was tighter. Yeah. And you know, one of the great things I've read about the, about the thread lift is it's also mm-hmm. like, um, it, it's adjustable, in meaning once you've had a real lift, there's kind of no mm-hmm. turning back. You know, when you when you yeah. have a, a real facelift and they re, if they have to remove tissue, I mean, that's oh, it, yeah. then you can't put it back. Whereas at least with a thread lift, you know, you can kind of experience it, and it is somewhat yeah. adjustable if it, if that was necessary, which I think is just is brilliant that you can do that. Super. That. Well, again, my one friend who's really hooked, she goes back in and is like, I need six more threads in my neck. And he's like, okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can go in for a couple more threads when you feel like whatever is, yeah, it, you can just work with it. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, you know, we have really about, we have about five minutes left on the show now, Molly, and so mm-hmm. I I would like you know if there's anything in terms of you know how patients can become better informed about procedures mm. before they end up you know having a bad result, um, or any mm. tips, advice, Hollywood secrets, anything you want to share with our listeners. Well, I mean, I usually like to go by referrals, but I would say if you're getting something done to your face, go to Kian. I just would find him. You know, okay. I think he's that. I really think he's worth searching out. Um, again, like Marsha and I were, or sorry, I said her name. Um, my friend and I, we were going to go, we were talking about going to London, and we meant it, you know, to get the threads. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, really do your research um, and uh, really do your research and, you know, at least have a consult with, at least consult with a couple before you have, like, anything getting stuck in your face. 
Um, fortunately, like filler is dissolvable, so it's not forever. But if you are going to have surgery with a doctor, I'd always say experiment a little bit first and maybe have maybe have some Botox, maybe have some filler, just to get an idea of what their aesthetic is. And if they give you duck lips, I would really reconsider surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, like say like their eye might be a little off. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you, oh, like you said, their eye might be a little not to your taste or in some cases off because, like, you know, we do see people, like you say, well, you had duck lips and so, you know. Yeah, I did. For a while you thought I asked they, for them. You asked for them. <laughs> yeah, I asked for yeah. them, yeah. <laughs> and he did you them. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, uh, and then now it's like, no, no more duck lips for Molly. <laughs> you know? No more duck lips for me. No more duck lips. Make Molly natural. Yeah, right. I love to hear that. Yeah, I look better. I really do. It's more yeah, it's just more subtle. It looks real. Anything else on my face, you would not know I have threads in there, you would know I have Botox, you would know I have filler, you wouldn't know I have anything done. No. You would have no, no idea. And I like that advice is you know, is definitely do your research, do your homework, you know, check mm-hmm. the credentials of the physician and then maybe test the waters with something. You know, something yeah, that is a little something. something, a little something, yeah. Before you go for the big, the big. Yeah, something you know. that's reversible or that will wear off, so you yes. get an idea of their aesthetics. Look at their work, you know. Yes. Um, meet them. See if see if they have a slightly agreeable personality, because that's course. always nice. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and especially in this day and age. I mean, I think it was, you know, in in the past. You know, you kind of always, you know, thought, well, you know, just because they are experts and they're the best and everybody's going mm-hmm. to them, then they mm-hmm. become kind of their own persona and develop. Some of them develop an attitude, but it doesn't mean that you have oh to gosh. accept that attitude. You know. Well, and not only an attitude, but also they're not necessarily as good as they think they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's one really prominent plastic surgeon who. He did do. Uh, he did a few things on my best best friend, and he botched her, mm. and she paid seventy thousand dollars for it. And she's oh, still yeah. trying to have a couple elements fixed. And to see somebody, a celebrity, pay top dollar and then yet get, yeah, it's like no, if she could get good. botched, anyone could get botched. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think um, that's what we. Is you know yeah like that. Well, if it happened to them, it could happen to anybody. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So really, do your homework. Try to meet with Ken. (laughs) Really, you know. Really, if you can, go to him. I think he's. I think he's just wonderful. Yeah. And um, I know he doesn't do body work, but if you're having something done in your body, really do, really do your research. Max out yeah, your credit and, cards and if you have to, because do not go cheap, because <laughs> this is no, going to be no. in your body or done to your body, you know? Yeah, and like you, you know, like Dr. Kian Karimi is obviously a facial plastic surgeon, and so yeah. for body work, you know, he would not, you know, be the right choice. Um, no. And I do love to hear that you, you know, with your personal mastectomy that you, you know, were able mm-hmm. to go to uh, surgeons. You know, we know Angelina Jolie did her research tremendously well. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, um, and yeah, I was just like, I'm going to go with that. You know, and it was, and it was all. It was uh, the reconstruction surgeon was out of pocket. He was from my hometown of Pittsburgh too, and grew oh, up on the street where my mom currently lives, which is just a riot. Oh. But he was super cool. It it was very pricey though, but. Yeah. For something yeah. of that magnitude, it's like it doesn't matter. 
or it just you just figure out a way. You just yes, figure out yes. a way and get it done because yeah. they're in your body and for a long time. Yeah. Well, and you, know, you want to have a good result. Well, you do with anything, and I and I do think that is the whole <clears throat> the whole key to cosmetic surgery is. Of, of any level is it's not a walk in the park. It should be taken mm-hmm. seriously. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, bag in basement shopping here. I mean, I think it's like if you want the best look for yourself, then it does come at a price, you know. And I'm not yeah. saying it has to be exorbitant because it's not you know, always the most expensive. Yeah, no, it's no, not the it's, most expensive. Yeah, it's but, you know finding the moderation and the and the, mm-hmm. and, the and the surgeon who kind of, you know, meets all of that criteria. Um, yeah, because you're just going to end up then throwing more money after bad money to fix bad work. So, And it's like upon the revision, it's just so much harder. So it's like yeah. you really want to get it on the first crack. You don't want to have to, you know, have three revisions because that is also how you get looking kooky. Well, exactly. You, know, so exactly. you really want to hit it out of the park the first time. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Molly Weber, thank you so much for being on Insider. It's been a, just been a true pleasure talking to you. And Aww, thanks, Angela. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Know, you know, I'd love to have you back on the show at another time because I, I do know that you also have quite an interest in uh, health and nutrition and Eastern, Western medicine. And yes. I think that would be something, you know, because... I, I do really think in the world of cosmetic surgery, you know, I mean, the surgeons can do so much, but the health mm-hmm. of the patient makes for a better procedure. So I'd love to have you back Absolutely. on the show this time. Yeah, okay. I have some some unconventional methods. Well, or just they're not super mainstream yet, but I think I think a lot of them are going to become more mainstream. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, some things that I practice and most of my friends, you know, most of my friends do too. Uh, just to keep it young and healthy as possible. Absolutely. Well, Molly Weber, again, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio. And for our listeners, you know, you can find Molly on her IMDb page and um, Dr. Kian Karimi. You can find him if you're interested by visiting www.rejuvamedical.org. Molly, again, thank you. It's been a pleasure, and we will talk soon. Aw, thanks, Angela. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, hun.